This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. All right, little stock up, stock down, Logan. Let's try to get one each. One player each, stock up. One player each, stock down. I, the stock down, I feel like, is actually going to be difficult, which is a good yeah. thing. You don't, want, you don't want guys just tanking in the spring. Um, stock up for me. I'm going to go Chase Young. I'll start, and I'll go Chase Young. Wow, that's um, a bold one off of two I, days of practice, my guy. Well, here's the thing. Um, I think it like we're not talking about all of a sudden Chase is like back to being, you know, I expect him to have 14 sacks a year, go to the Hall of Fame, like whatever. But I, I do think that like when he showed up, he looked good, and he interacted well with everybody, and there seemed to be genuinely no resentment Ooh. about him you know, missing out. And, and some of that is Rivera being a professional, right? Stock up Ron Rivera on that front. He handled it as a head coach, as well as you can possibly handle that situation. If you do not want conflict and if he is privately annoyed, that hasn't gotten out. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they have said it's voluntary, you know, he's doing what he's got to do. And I think they're at this point with him in a big, like, we'll we'll see, you know, proof will be when you actually get out there and play. But at the end of the day, like he came back, the interaction was great. He was chase, you know, the, you know, he, he's barking on the sideline. He's, he's bringing the energy. He's doing all this stuff. Like his press conference was kind of annoying. He seems to still have a very, you know, high sense of self and, and all those kinds of things that I think are, I don't want to say worrisome, but like that, that rubbed some people the wrong way. Um, but he ultimately like came out and looked good and, and, you know, felt like himself for the first time since he treaded his knee. Right. And if, if that's, you know, if we're talking about uh, an added value or, you know, staying exactly where we thought he was like, that's good. Some of the questions I don't want to say have been answered. Um, I, I, let me put it this way. Not all of the questions have been answered, but some of the questions have been answered and they've been answered in the way that you'd hope they get answered. Teammates responded. Well, that's good. Um, his knee is definitely and his health and his, his fitness is definitely in a significantly better place than it was at the end of the season. We still don't know how effective he'll be in actual NFL games. We can't know that at this point, but like boxes checked for chase in the spring. And that's, that's all in the same way that we've talked about so much of this stuff. There's only so much he could do at this point, but he did that stuff. And for that reason, stock up. Yeah, I get it. I mean, um, 
Yeah, I get it. And and really, what's he going to show during this period anyway? You know, as as a player, I think it's all like kind of optics, and I think it's just good to see him get over the bags and get off. Uh, you know, watching his get off on uh, what day was that? Tuesday of uh, last week. Like he looked yeah. sharp. You know, he looked explosive. Right. Like he looked back, and those things are important. You know, he looked better than he did in the games last yeah. year. Um, in terms of stock up, stock down for me, stock up, I'm going to say Logan Thomas, but also just kind of the tight end position group in general. I really feel like, and I said this stunner coming from you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, during this, during this period, the, uh, Logan Thomas specifically has been the most consistent offensive player. Um, he's just been excellent, you know, understanding zones, um, making contested catches, developing that relationship with Sam and then kind of to trickle down, like, Cole Turner has kind of been that guy that we thought he was going to be last year during training camp, kind of continuing that, you know, ability to beat linebackers, um, kind of aggressive hands to the football. Curtis Hodges has come along and John Bates has had a really couple productive days over the course of the eight day period, um, you know, making some tough contested catches. So that, that group to me looks poised for something really good. And, um, and that's exciting for me. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously we'll see how they, they do with the pads on. That's a, that position is a little bit more physical than others. So the pads are a big part of it, but you know, in terms of where they're at right now, um, I, I'm excited about the, proje- the, the, the projection of that group. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of someone for stock down and I don't really know who had well, any, well, like even, on, even on a relative nature, you know, kind of what I was talking about with chase, like I don't know anyone in particular who had a bad spring. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's chances at starting, Maybe Sam did what he needed to do. Maybe. Like, what are we? I, I mean, he, he was I, I fine. Like to me, the guy that sticks out to me is like Jamin, for example. And it's not because Jamin did anything wrong necessarily. It's just because right. like the guys who were there, like Cody Barton, Kalik Hudson, um, you know, even Mayo had a pretty solid spring, you know. And so it kind of went from, oh no, what are we going to do without Jamin there? Um, you know, to Jack and his presser being like, man, guys are playing good. We're not that worried about Jamin not being here for this 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 off season. So. Um, I think that just kind of from a thousand foot view, if you had to pick somebody you'd say, you know, what, what's going on with him? Where's he at? Um, and again, I, I hope, I, I think Jamin's poised for a big year. Hopefully they're ready to support him with that playing behind that defensive line. Hopefully we see more of that athleticism, that, that physicality that we saw the last four games of last year. But in terms of off season work, you know, he didn't do it. And the guys who were doing it did a really good job. So his absence becomes a little bit less, um, less, less acute, I think. Hey, it's Craig Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Okay, so that gives me one. Uh, in that same vein, I'll go Cam Curl. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we had that great question on Monday of, like, is there a situation where Curl doesn't get paid? And, you know, it's, I guess, that they don't need to pay him. Right. Is, is that they have Derek Forrest and Percy Butler and Quan Martin and, and you know, even down to Jeremy Reeves for depth that, you know, they, they look at Cam Curl and it's like, look, man, if you can get top five safety money somewhere else, go do it. But like, we got to pay these edge guys or we got to pay one of the edge guys. We got to do this. We got to do that. Um, and, and just from a salary cap standpoint, you're awesome. We love you. But like, 
well, we did a good job drafting and yeah. your replacements here. His name's Quan Martin. Um, thanks for helping bring him along in his rookie year. Um, so in that, in that way, like Cam did everything right uh, for a guy that is, you know, holding in kind of ish. He denies that it's about the contract, but why else wouldn't he be out there yeah. doing stuff? You know, he, he not only was, you know, kind of on the side and in the meetings, like he was behind the defense, getting mental reps, like really being able to see it from, you know, 30 yards behind the play, 50 yards behind the play. Um, but at the end of the day, these other guys played really well. And, you know, how much do you want to pay uh, even a top performing safety that, is part of this rotation that isn't significantly worse without him. That that would be the question, though. Is it significantly worse without him? That we're not going to know till again the Baltimore practices till games. Um, and you know, Cam last year was the most valuable player on that defense. When he was in, they were good. When he was out, they were bad. Um, and and so from that perspective, like what are we what are we really talking about here? We're talking about practice. We're talking yeah. about spring practice. We're talking about zero run plays, etc. But I, I guess based off the criteria that we've established here, relatively speaking, stock down for Cam Curl and you know leverage of his contract negotiations because these young guys are look like they're ready to play and you know at that point do you do you spend that money? Yeah, still probably yes, but just you know I, we're we're pulling we're pulling teeth here. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, and again, it, we're it's it's splitting hairs really. We're not trying to like say that Cam's not a good player or Cam's not going to yeah. make the team He's or awesome. any of that stuff. I it's, would still pay him I, in a heartbeat. I think it just was an opportunity for the young guys to come in, like including Percy Butler, including Forrest and Quan, like you mentioned, and just say, "Hey, like we're really good. We're good football players. We got a we got a path to uh, to be playing some good football for this team and for this organization." And when you see that kind of scaffolding develop um, around that position and have all these pieces that can come in and play. Um, I don't want to say it devalues Cam, but it basically says like, you know, I had people asking me like probably midway through training camp, like does, do you see a path where they don't re-sign Cam Curl? And that was one of the questions we got on the show, but like some of the guys yeah. were asking me about it. And it's like, you know, after watching this, it's like maybe because of how good everybody's looked and that's good for the team. That's good for the organization. Um, you know, I, I think Cam is better still. I think Cam is a, is, um, you know, kind of, I don't want to say elite, but like a game changing type player, especially for this defense. And, and this his role is so comprehensive that I don't think they move on from him, obviously. But I think it just it allowed other people to kind of be like, hey, like we're, we're maturing, we're growing and put us in a good spot. And I feel the same way about Jamin. Like, I think Jamin's still going to be, you know, the starting Mike or Will linebacker, whatever that totally. is. But I think now all of a sudden people have had time to develop like these reps in practice for a guy like Klee Hudson are huge. And it just says like, Hey, we have got, we have more depth here. We have some development that we weren't expecting. And so maybe we feel a little bit differently about the, the total comp, um, composition of the position. Totally. But you know, as we said, what, what is it? Yeah. What happens when the run game's implemented, the whole equation changes. Yeah. So all, all this, you know, the, the stock prices, if you will, are, are, are very fluid. They're, they're going very up and down. Yeah. And I think it's also like important to note that like, it's as much as it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for as, as much as these things are really good. Like, you know, that the, the depth is some somehow changed. Like it's still like, they don't have pads on. It's still limited offensive yep. production. Like, this is going to yep. change pretty dramatically. I think here, you know, like even these analyses will change. So, yeah. So uh, it's June 14th. It's now 724 in the morning. Nobody hold us to a word that we're saying. <laughs>